Developments in the ongoing conflict in Eastern Europe and the Senate confirmation hearings in Washington for Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson are atop of the fold and trending on Twitter. Here in the Times Union newsroom, though, we're more locally focused, specifically on the stories that have the most impact on the capital region. Coming up on this episode of The Eagle, we'll go over the week's top headlines. This is really a battle of big box wholesaler versus survival of the Carner Blue Butterfly. And we'll talk to local promoter and DJ Hollywood about his latest showcase series, More Music, Less Violence. You know, we're, we're a project away from changing our lives, you know. This is The Eagle, a Times Union podcast, a look inside our newsroom. I'm Jessica Marshall. If you're enjoying this podcast, take advantage of all the Times Union has to offer and support our efforts to bring in you award-winning journalism by becoming a Times Union member today. Go to timesunion.com slash subscribe. Welcome to The Eagle. I'm Jessica Marshall. First up, let's discuss what appeared in the Times Union and on timesunion.com this week. All right, we're joined now by Times Union Managing Editor for News, Susan Mahalik. We're going to talk about the top headlines. Susan, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Jess, for having me. All right, let's talk about state news at the top here. Let's get a roundup. What happened this week? Sure. So it's budget season in Albany, and uh, the state budget is due uh, April 1st. And it's very common this time of year to have a lot of advocates in Albany protesting and advocating on behalf of their causes. And um, there was a pretty dramatic scene in Albany on Wednesday when hundreds of people advocating on behalf of excluded workers marched from the Amtrak station, which is in Rensselaer, across the Hudson River on the Dunn Memorial Bridge to the state capitol. If you haven't looked at the pictures on timesunion.com, I urge you to. That's not a short walk either. No, that's a pretty long walk. And uh, and uh, I have to hand it to them because they did, you know, create some stirring visuals. They blocked streets as they were walking. They are they're advocating for three billion dollars in this year's budget. And so far, that has not been funded. Um, and the excluded workers are people who are not documented and they were not eligible to receive any of the pandemic relief. And so last year, New York State made some money available to them, but they're asking for money to be included this year as well because they view themselves as essential workers and they're seeking to uh, raise the profile of their issue and uh, are upset that, it, that so far they've been left out of budget proposals by the governor and the legislature. Now, there's also some news, some state news that just came out um, over at the Court of Appeals. What's going on over there? It's a workplace issue. It's about uh, vaccine mandates. The New York Times uh, reported uh, that there are 160 members of the court system who have not been vaccinated, and that is a condition of employment. And four of those people are actually judges. One of them is the most senior judge on New York's top court, and um, and they could uh, face removal uh, from the bench 
if they don't comply. Um, and that, that uh, top judge we're referring to is Associate Judge Jenny Rivera, and she's the second Hispanic American judge to sit on the top court. You know, it's it's kind of an embarrassing thing for Chief Judge Janet DeFiori to have some top uh, judges who haven't been vaccinated yet because over the last two years, she's been delivering regular updates on the court system and how it's handling COVID-19. And, you know, she's crediting the work of the court system employees for successfully implementing the virtual courts and everything like that. That's not to say that they haven't been doing a good job, but it's probably a little bit embarrassing to have a top official who hasn't complied with the vaccine mandate, you know, and it just shows that uh, the court system, like uh, any other employer, uh, has to deal with these issues. All right. You can read more about that and all of the state news that we are reporting on over at our Capital Confidential section on timesunion.com. Let's move on up in local news here, to Saratoga Springs, where there is a lot of talk about downtown nightlife. Uh, What did we report on this week? Well, this week in the news, Caroline Street. uh, If you know Saratoga Springs, you know that that is uh, a thoroughfare that has quite a number of watering holes. Fun fact about me, my parents met on Caroline Street, so I would not exist if it weren't for the watering holes on that. That's disclosure. <laughs> oh, so, you know, on a, on a Friday or Saturday night, it can be uh, filled with pedestrians. There's a corner uh, at Maple and Caroline. Maple actually turns into Putnam as you cross Caroline Street. At the intersection there is a very popular club called Gaffney's. It's not uncommon in the summertime if you're driving your car through there for people to be spilling out into the street, like right on the corner of Gaffney's. But across the street from Gaffney's is the Saratoga City Tavern. And then sideways across the street uh, from Gaffney's is Hamlet and Ghost. There's just a lot of activity there. But apparently Gaffney's has felt that they've been unfairly singled out by police lately for some unsavory activity that has taken place in and around the club. Local police stations often will post arrests and, you know, information about incidents that have happened in their municipalities on Facebook pages and and whatnot to share with the community what's happening. And there were some posts about some incidents at Gaffney's and they felt that the owners of Gaffney's and people who work there felt that they were being unfairly singled out. And then a worker from Gaffney's posted a, a handful of videos of fights in other locations on Caroline Street. So there was just a lot of back and forth about that. The owner of Gaffney's was saying that, you know, there's fights everywhere, you know, not just here. The city's police chief, you know, said that they're doing their level best to manage the bar scene on Caroline Street. The uh, new public safety commissioner, you know, says he's been trying to work on issues on Caroline Street to make things safer. And then, of course, you know, we reported that uh, the new uh, public safety commissioner has has taken some criticism because it's felt that he has maybe piled on to the anti-Gaffney sentiment, making some comments about uh, a DJ there playing gangster rap and attracting, and I'm going to put this in quotes, unsavory characters. And this it's brought up this whole issue of insiders and outsiders in Saratoga, people coming to town who aren't from here, causing trouble. And it's a big ball of wax and it dovetails with some issues in Saratoga Springs um, that have been in the news in the past 
18 months about, you know, police and treatment of people of color. It's a very interesting story. The owner of Gaffney's, you know, says he's trying to, you know, provide diverse entertainment and says they they don't have trouble there any more than any other club, especially when you consider how much clientele Gaffney's has compared to other clubs. So it's a very interesting story and we will continue to follow. Absolutely. Visit timesunion.com for that story and all of the other stories that we've reported leading up to that. All right. One final topic for today, and it's one that has been quite popular with our readers, the battle for the local Costco. It has entered round two. What does that mean? All right. So this is really a battle of big box wholesaler versus survival of the Carner Blue Butterfly. Wow, you make it sound very dramatic. <laughs> well, the, there, there's a lawsuit that was filed by an environmental advocacy organization called Save the Pine Bush. This group wants to preserve undeveloped space in the, the area around Crossgates Mall, which is where, where there is a uh, proposal for a Costco wholesale store and also a 222-unit apartment complex that's next door to the mall. And of course, the area where this is is in what's called the Pine Bush, which is habitat for this uh, rare and endangered Carner Blue Butterfly. The folks from Save the Pine Bush filed a lawsuit to halt the advance of this development against Crossgate's mall owner, Pyramid Management and also the town of Gilderland. That had been dismissed at a lower court level and Save the Pine Bush appealed. So they were back in court, back in court on Wednesday. And so they were there really to raise the environmental issues and talk about what is at stake. And we shall see where this goes. So it's this, it's this constant, you know, push and pull of, you know, development and what's, what's too much and, you know, what can the neighborhood bear? And of course, and in this instance, you know, what can the environment bear as well? And what about the Carner Blue Butterfly and how much will this impact habitat for that rare species? A truly beautiful, beautiful butterfly. Fun fact discovered by novelist Vladimir Novikov, which is something that constantly surprises people from out of the area when I talk about that. Was he like on a train stop in Albany or something? I don't, it's a story that, you know, it's hard to believe it even happened. I know it really is. It's, it's, it's amazing. All right, Susan, thank you so much for going through all the top headlines with us. And we look forward to having you back on the podcast soon. All right. Thank you. As always, you can learn more about all of the topics and the issues that we discuss on this podcast at timesunion.com. After the break, a local DJ is working hard to lift up local talent by making more music, less violence. If you're enjoying this podcast, take advantage of all the Times Union has to offer and support our efforts to bring in you award-winning journalism by becoming a Times Union member today. Go to timesunion.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. You're listening to The Eagle, a Times Union podcast. I'm Jessica Marshall. After the pandemic took hold in 2020, the capital region saw a significant uptick in violence. 
34 people were killed in Albany alone in 2020 and 2021. And that included the shocking shooting deaths of two teenagers. As the community was reeling from these tragedies and local authorities struggled to address the mounting problem, a local DJ and music promoter had an idea. Mario Johnson, known professionally as DJ Hollywood, wanted to find a way to create a safe space and promote creativity in the communities that were hardest hit by violence. So he started a performance series he calls More Music, Less Violence. He's put together a roster of Capital Region artists who've performed at two shows thus far in Albany and Troy. The third event happens this week in Schenectady. I caught up with Hollywood recently to talk more about the event series. Listen, man, we out here for more music, less violence, 2021, man. We have the Ground Up Cafe, man. Shout out to my guy. Tell me about the history. Uh, around 2020, um, I gathered with some people. Uh, and, you know, 2020 was just a w- weird year where there was no shows, no, you know, no one being outside. So I actually did like a pop-up random event in uh, Troy Riverfront Park. Kind of phased out a little bit, but then it's, it, you know, people kept, just talking about the concept and um it just it felt right so you know i was just like well let's let's do it again and um but just do it on a more professional side level and have everything in place what i did was i reached out to the ground up cafe and um brought together another lineup of people but with the shows it's kind of cool because uh there's guidelines to the show i tell artists there's no cursing and it's kind of open to all ages. The first one, I had an eight-year-old perform, like a 15-year-old perform. At the last one, I had a 14-year-old do like a like a little guest appearance performance. And um, he actually stole the show. And he stole the show so much that I thought to brought him, uh, you know, back for the show this coming Sunday. And, oh, fun. Uh, yeah, just kind of just getting back to, you know, positive, feel-good music, you know, um, I have the term, it's called popcorn music, where a lot of music is coming out now and it's, you know, it comes out and it just goes and then everybody moves on to the next one. You know, we don't hear a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, classic music anymore, which, you know, I guess you could kind of say whatever you feel like classic music is. But sure. just, you know, the the music that's we still play from 10 years ago that people can still enjoy and know all the lyrics to. So that's kind of, you know, where it all stemmed from and just, me doing the shows prior, uh, I just kind of, you know, intertwined the more music, less violence aspect of it. And, um, you know, along with that, just it's been, you know, post pandemic, just a lot of violence in the community and, you know, a lot of a lot of young people dying, you know, prematurely. So, yeah, I just thought it was just very, very needed. And, you know, the people, you know, you got to give the people what they want. So now we're here. But if you want to change, you can't change. So. That's what this is about. More music, less violence. Do you think that it's made an impact? You've said you've had two of these events so far. Do you think it's made a positive impact in the communities that you're that you're having them in? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, the numbers keep going up. Uh, the first show was about sixty-five people. The last one at Pex Arcade was a hundred plus people. Wow. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to top that with the venue we have now. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good turnout. And, you know, just the feedback of people saying 
you know, they have a good time and, you know, it's a positive atmosphere and, you know, it's just a, a feel good environment. People say that they leave better than they came, you know, and that's kind of like the goal and, you know, just giving people a different experience. Tell me more about the artists that have performed in the past and who may be performing, you know, say this weekend and in the future, like, are they people who are kind of already in the music industry and they are, or are they people who are kind of just like, picking up a mic for the first time or something like, tell me about the people who come and perform. I call myself the independent artist enthusiast. I don't deny any talent of any level or age or gender. Um, a lot of the artists are artists that I've booked before, or mm -hmm. I, I, I know personally that, you know, I listen to their music. Yeah. So some are seasoned, uh, seasoned artists and some are, Fresh out the pot, where um, you know the the I had the eight year old perform and. She didn't have any of her songs to perform, but what she did was she did karaoke songs with no lyrics, with no lyrics at all, and sung it and blew the crowd away. So, wow. um, yeah, talent is kind of all over the place. Uh, like I said, the 15-year-old, the, uh, the show he did, the guest performance at the last show, that was his first performance ever. Um, so this is going to be his first one where he's actually, you know, uh, names on the flyer, names on the lineup, and, you know, he's, he's basically supposed to be there. So uh, a lot are local just because it's easier to work with the local artists. But mm -hmm. in the past two shows, I actually brought up some people from New York City um, you know, I always try to find people who are, you know, willing to put the work in and want to build their brand. Do you see like a lot of folks, I guess in the music community, let's focus on that kind of getting frustrated and just like leaving, like moving to other regions to, you yeah. know, to further their ambitions, like yeah. New York or LA or wherever, yep. you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people undermine that we're in the capital of New York. And easily want to, you know, jump ship and go to uh, L.A., New York City, Atlanta, you know, anywhere else, Florida, anywhere else besides, you know, uh, Albany, New York. But a lot of the decisions get made here first, you know, and I, like I said, a lot a lot of people undermine that fact. It's unfortunate, but, you know, I've I've uh, been up here since 2010. And, um, you know, as the years go, I do see a lot of people kind of opting out, you know, just supporting a creative community here and going elsewhere because, you know, they feel like a restart will um, help them, you know, get to the next level. And, you know, mm -hmm. everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own journey. But, you know, I decided to stay here and, you know, uh, take advantage of the opportunities that the, the Capital District has provided me. If you had to kind of just sum it up in like a sentence, like what is special about the creative community that you roll in, you know, like what, what is one thing you want people to know about the folks who are here, who are invested here, who stay here, who produce here? Like, what do you want to tell the world about? Not that the world is listening to this podcast, but what do you want to you tell, never know, you, never know. You, never you know, know, the greater, uh, you know, the greater audience about it? Um, I would say that, that the Capital District definitely has talent and it's better to, to support now than later, uh, because, 
Um, you never know who could be the next, you know, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Beyonce, Picasso, all that stuff. You know, you never know who could be the next, you know, the next up. So, and also if you think somebody is, is dope and has good work and whatever they do, you know, voice it and let them know, because that might actually, you know, keep them to, to keep on keeping on, you know, and, and to stay consistent. And, you know, we're, we're a project away from changing our lives, you know, so. I love that. That's so inspiring. While nothing is officially announced yet, Hollywood did give me a little preview of what's up next for more music, less violence. From right now, the next stop will be Saratoga, New York. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we are looking for sponsors for the next show and on forth. So anybody that wants to support the movement, you know, we have an Instagram, more music, less violence on Instagram. And, uh, you know, you can reach out to me personally, you know, TJ Hollywood. All right, that's it for this week. I'm Jessica Marshall. We'll be back next week with another look inside the newsroom here at the Times Union. In the meantime, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, or head over to timesunion.com for the latest news and features. The Eagle is a production of the Times Union. It's produced and edited by me, Jessica Marshall, with help from the Times Union digital team and the newsroom. Special thanks this week to Susan Mahalik and Shayla Cologne for their contribution to this episode. 